93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. I appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, thanks to Jay Sparks for filling in for me two weeks ago. Uh, we appreciate uh, him coming to the studio to do that. Uh, want to welcome to the studio this week uh, the uh, director of the Columbia Regional Airport, the manager of the Columbia Regional Airport, Mike Parks. Mike, great to have you with us this yeah, weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, you've got a lot of things going on. You are getting very close to your official coming out party, right? We are, yes. Yeah, it's it's a, a lot of moving parts yeah, going it's, on. It's a big deal. Of course, the new uh, airport is uh, near, uh, nearly complete uh, out at Columbia Regional Airport, the new terminal. And uh, But Mike, let's start off. Uh, you were last on the show back in November of last year. Let's talk, remind our listeners a little bit about your background and, and uh, how long you've been at Columbia Regional Airport. Sure. So I'm uh, originally from Northwest Iowa and I've been down here now about, uh, gosh, 22 years. And wow. In the last 22 years, I've been with the city the entire time. And so out of that, a uh, little more than 21 at the airport itself. Okay. Very uh, good. And so how long have you been the manager at the airport? Uh, almost six years now. Okay, yeah. very good. So um, uh, this has been a very busy time for you. Uh, we are uh, going to get a brand new terminal, which is long overdue. Uh, yes. This is something that uh, a lot of people have been calling for for a long time. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the new terminal. And uh, well, first of all, when do you expect it to open? So right now we're looking at construction being completed the end of September. Okay. And uh, so if you was uh, out there at the last public uh viewing out yeah. there to be able to see the terminal there's a lot done of course we have a lot of small little things left to complete yep uh, but there is already a lot done and, and it's coming along quickly so we're looking at construction being completed in september and then of course move it in shortly thereafter yeah so really it's you're kind of down to the punch list is that correct for Getting the most close. part yeah yes, that's exactly right yeah uh, i know that from media coverage uh that uh, the new bridges have been installed uh that link uh the building to the airplanes that's exactly right we've got all three yeah. of those uh, that's right. probably the biggest change that i think uh most most passengers are going to notice when they when they use a new airport. I'm sure there's a lot of heads turning when they when they taxi in now. Of course, if they left and they weren't there, right. they came back. It's it's a big change on the yeah. back side of the airport. That's yeah, exactly right. That's huge. Uh, when you sort of when you think about the new terminal, uh, what are some of the features uh, that uh, uh, that people are going to notice? And and uh, then I want to hear kind of hear about the ones that you're most excited about. So, what are some of the new features that, that people can expect to see at the airport? Yeah, of course. Uh, there's there's a lot of great creature comforts in the new terminal of course just the the general room and the space being wide open mm-hmm. uh we're going to have a service service animal relief area which is uh something that was much needed yeah um, a, a service to provide those folks with the, so the animals is that like uh, you have an area that is that outside or inside so it's inside so okay. after that the challenge that we had in our current terminal is is if you had a service animal once you went through screening uh there was nowhere to take the dog uh to go to the bathroom oh. so uh with that they would have to leave screening and have to go through screening all over Okay. So what we'll have is is we have a room uh, that the person can take the animal in um, and and use the restroom and and be able to leave and stay within the sterile area of the airport. Yeah. So is it like astroturf or what is it? It, It's something similar to that. That's exactly right. Who gets to clean up that room? Well, hopefully the user uh, does the mainly uh, the cleaning. (laughs) Then of course we have 
of staff there. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, and is that something that uh, you see in a lot of larger airports? You do. And, you know, of course, uh, that's it's uh, most every airport is trying to move towards that. It's mm-hmm. just uh, if the facility allows. And, of course, in our current one, we barely had enough room for a bathroom in there. Yeah, right. So right. we didn't have enough room for a service animal relief area. <laughs> but uh, but with that, you know, we also have a, a mother's room uh, that's going to be in there. And, and so that'll be it'll be great. Yeah. And uh, we also have a, a quiet room. And so uh, that quiet room has soundproofing walls uh, yeah. and door. Yeah. And then has white noise machine as well. And yeah. so it's it's a it's a place for, for people to 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 sit down and have a have a quiet room to sit in. Now, will there be a room where I can go in and enjoy a cigar and a glass of scotch? Well, maybe not a cigar, uh, but you know, with that, oh, I'm uh, feeling we're, marginalized. <laughs> we're, we're we're working on the restaurant and concession uh, yeah. negotiations now, and so yeah. you know, that's another that's that's huge for the yeah. airport. When do you think you'll have an announcement about that? So we're hoping in the next thirty days, okay. uh, to be able to take it to council. So yeah. we're working on a an agreement now. We're negotiating that, mm-hmm. so hopefully here in the next thirty days, it'll be going to council for their. Uh, consideration is that something that you'll have to heavily subsidize or is there enough volume out there that could actually support a full-fledged restaurant so you know the design of the kitchen uh serving both the the secure side and the public side Mm -hmm. is is going to be great because that one restaurant owner is going to be able to have the business from both sides so not only are you going to get the passengers using the airport but you're also going to get the people around the airport the postal facility the columbia jet center and and all the the private folks that don't want to go through screening yeah you know, years ago, we had the restaurant upstairs. Of course, accessibility yeah. was a huge problem there. Yeah. Uh, but when we had that, we had a lot of military coming into town. And so when the military flew in, we have contract fuel out there. So we had a lot of military traffic. But a lot of them don't want to stop unless there's lunch or breakfast or something provided. And so we're going to get a lot of that traffic back wow, that's uh, that good. we've lost over the years. Yeah, so, interesting. Uh, I, I so think these the are people that are passing big. through, flying over Columbia, yeah. but they'll stop here and refuel if there's some amenities here. That's exactly right. I mean, okay. it's, it's one of those that people look at when they're flying car- Cross country, of course, during the Oshkosh Air Show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to have a lot more traffic stop in than what we do now, and yeah. so once we have a restaurant, and it's word of mouth, right? I mean, so the pilots all talk, and so yeah. they'll be talking about this great restaurant they stopped at in Columbia, and so yeah. it, it'll get busier as time goes on. Is Oshkosh is that the experimental aircraft show? It is. It's the air, big air show. <laughs> do yeah. you really want those people landing here? <laughs> do we have enough it, fire? It's trucks? interesting to see uh, <laughs> see what type of aircraft come across. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. We drove by that. I think we were up in Door County, Wisconsin, a couple of years ago, and we drew th- drove through. Oshkosh on the way back home. That is a big deal. It is. You it's know, I've, huge. I've not been there myself. Seen a yeah. lot of pictures, and I've heard a lot of stories. And, I and, could uh, not believe yeah. how many people were there, and, and just we were we were driving on the highway, and it was pretty obvious what was going on. But uh, yeah, that's huge. So interesting. I'd never thought about that. Uh, the fact that we don't have amenities as being uh, something that could exactly. hurt us economically. That's economically. Right. So where will the new restaurant be uh, in the grand scheme of things? Near what? Yeah. So when you walk in uh, the front door, it'll be on your right hand side. It'll mm-hmm. be the public side, and it's right next to baggage claim. And baggage so claim. There'll be a okay. seating area for the public side uh, mm-hmm. to come in and eat uh, and not go through screening but then there'll also be even a larger area on the sterile side so after you go through screening there are area over there is probably about twice as large as the public side okay. mainly because you know i mean if you have uh if you want to buy a drink or food you don't want to have to go through screening with it yep. so the idea yep. is is you'll go through screening first yeah you'll buy your food and your drink uh your scotch or whatever you might want to yeah. buy and uh, you'll be able to sit over there and enjoy it so yeah good and so it's uh i guess they're able to set that up so they can accommodate both crowds so that's that's an interesting um gotta be an interesting layout so um so one of the the uh 
things that happened earlier this week on Thursday afternoon. You had an interest, uh, an interested parties meeting. Um, what were the things that you you were talking about? What I think is being called phase two yes. of the terminal project. What were some of the things uh, that were uh, to have been talked about at that meeting? Yeah, so phase two is the, uh, the of the terminal project. It's actually the the brick building that's just south of the new terminal, and so that used to house the automated flight service station. It's a city owned facility, and so our intent as as phase two is to uh, repurpose that building, do a, a remodel of that building. Oh, okay. It's going to house uh, Carbonyl counters, mm-hmm. um, airport administration, and TSA offices. So if you can envision, if you've been in the terminal now, we're going to have uh, from the baggage claim area, there's going to be a covered walkway. You'll take that covered walkway to this building that's just south of there, and then okay. that's where you'll rent your car uh, at the completion of phase two. So. so when you're standing in front of the terminal, looking at the terminal, uh, so on your uh, left-hand side, I would call that the Columbia side. And on the right-hand side would be the Jeff City or Ashland side. Yes. Uh, baggage claim is going to be on which side? Be on the, on the, on the right-hand side. On the right-hand That's side, correct. which would be the Jeff City Ashland. That's correct. And that'll be closest to that, this auxiliary building we're talking about. That's exactly right. That's where okay. the doors will exit there. And then you'll take that covered walkway over to your rental car. So, uh, that's actually where the exit lane is also from the, the bag or from the sterile area. So okay. when you arrive on your aircraft, you walk down the passenger boarding bridge. Yeah. You'll walk down that aisle to get to the baggage claim and you can go straight out those doors down the covered walkway yeah. to, to the car rental counters. So we, we talk about how first impressions are lasting impressions. Uh, as, as taking a step back and maybe looking, uh, at the terminal project as a consumer or as a citizen or as a passenger, um, in your mind, what what does the new terminal say about our community? Well, you know, I've been out there a long time, and, yeah. and uh, maybe our current terminal isn't doesn't make us so proud of of it doesn't represent unless us you're well, a big fan of the Brady Bunch. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I, all I the think furniture is the same. That's right. <laughs> you, you know, you want our airport to represent the community yeah. and the entire region uh, the way that we feel that we should be represented, and so I think that's exactly what this new terminal is going to be. Is, mm-hmm. is we have all the amenities that people are going to be comfortable with, and uh, it, it's going to be it's something that we can be proud of. And so if you might have a family member, a friend, or a business partner that's flying in, uh, you're going to be proud to be flying them into Columbia. And I think that that also is going to help drive more traffic and people just being proud of their airport. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the TSA offices, uh, airport administration, uh, everything, all of that is moving to this new auxiliary building in phase two, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yes. yes. Now, what will happen to, uh, there? there's a building on what I would call the left side, the Columbia side, mm-hmm. uh, where the tower is, and there's a, a kind of a big meeting room there. What, what yes. will happen to that? That building yeah so as of right now there's no plans with that building okay of course tsa offices are there now that's, okay that's the only thing that's in that building and then we use that conference room uh, you know that that building has the same challenges as our current terminal and mm-hmm. ada accessibility oh, yeah. is is uh is a challenge over there mm-hmm. so you know whether that building is is demolished or what the intent is with that building isn't really known at this point mm-hmm. uh I anticipate that we'll be completed with phase two about this time next year is kind okay. of what, what the timing appears to be yeah. at this time. Yeah. Um, if everything moves well, and then I think then we'll probably be making a decision on what the, what's going to happen to that building and what use it's going to have. So in the interim, what will where will the rental car agencies be? Yep. So in phase one, the car rental counters are going to remain in the same place. Okay. So you'll just walk on the sidewalk to the left, the Columbia side. To the old terminal. That's correct. Okay. You'll walk in the old terminal, you'll rent your car, and, and that's not changing as part of phase one. Oh. 
Okay. So that that's uh, that's all part of phase two. Okay, very good. Uh, of course, people are very interested in parking at the airport. Uh, yes. They like their free parking. Um, what uh, what type of parking improvements are planned out there? So part of phase two, we're making improvements to the adjacent parking lot uh, as part of that building. Of mm-hmm. course, that'll mainly impact just some ADA parking spots and so rental car parking. Uh, we just went out to bid for a new parking lot in front of the new terminal. Uh, okay. That is 93 spaces, hmm. uh, additional ADA parking as well in that area. So, Is that 100% ADA parking or is it uh, no, the no. 93 spots? I believe there? that there's seven ADA parking spots in okay. that parking okay. lot itself. Is it first come, first serve? It is. Okay. Yep, yep that's exactly right. And so that's going to be an asphalt parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I anticipate it's going to be done here. I should say we, we'll we be starting here probably in the next few weeks. That, oh, that so it'll be ready when it's open. It's getting close. Okay. It'll be really, really close it'll be a race to get the terminal open or the parking yeah, lot open right, first right? right so uh but that'll be completed um along with the new terminal being completed and then as part of phase three so if you can envision next year we're going to be complete in phase two mm-hmm. as part of phase three there'll be parking improvements with that and mm-hmm. so that's resurfacing some of these uh gravel parking lots that we have and then just making repairs to the current asphalt parking lots uh that maybe need some need some improvements made to them yeah yeah, yeah. so um the uh, with every city building, we do something called 1% for art. We take 1% of the building costs and, and dedicate yes. that to public art. Uh, that's something that's been on the books for 20 or 30 years in Columbia. What is the public art that's going to be featured in the Columbia Regional Airport? Yeah, so it's it's really exciting, the, the process that went through on this 1% art. Mm. So uh, 90% of that 1% went to a national artist. Mm. Uh, that is a, I'm not an artist, and so I have a really hard time <laughs> describing this, but there are some pictures out there. So it, it'd be a piece that's hanging from the ceiling okay. in the new terminal. Uh, that was Dave Griggs out in Colorado. Uh, the, the not the flooring America Dave Griggs. No, different okay. Dave, Dave Griggs. All right, good. And uh, the, the <laughs> second portion of that one uh, percent art was uh, awarded to Chris Morey, uh, previously from Columbia. Okay. And uh, but he has a piece that's going on on both sides of the entrance. Okay. And, uh, so we've got those. And then in addition to that, is not part of the one percent, but we have a we have a wall that's on the north side. So on the left, when you walk in, mm-hmm. you'll see the car rental counters, and then on that north end uh, was a blank wall. And so the idea was just to put a mural up there and uh, have someone paint that mural on the wall and just add a little bit more to the terminal, a little bit more for people to look at. And so yeah. that's going to be completed by a Jane Mudd. And uh, I don't anticipate that she'll have it completely done by the time the terminal opens. And mm-hmm. so it's an opportunity for her to be in there painting and people uh, have the ability to be able to talk to her while she's painting. Oh. And so it's going to be a really exciting project. A Columbia theme in her mural, do you know? Yeah, so it's going to be a, a Missouri River scene. Okay. Trees has a Katy trail in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I think it represents all of Mid-Missouri really well. Jane Mudd is a local artist? That's correct. Okay. Yes. yes. Very good. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of exciting. Um, the uh, Anything different about uh, baggage claim? Uh, any loud buzzers or Mizzou fight songs that are going to scare you to death when, when they first go on? No, that's uh, no loud buzzers. Yeah, that wasn't a really popular thing, right? And uh, so we, we made that change in the old terminal. Of yeah. course, we've had the Mizzou fight song right. ever since then. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, but part of the new terminal, uh, a lot of people like the Mizzou fight song on the baggage claim. So we'll yeah. have one baggage built, just like what we did before, of course, okay. much larger. Yeah. Uh, but Mizzou did do a sponsorship. and. Oh. Uh, there's going to be a Mizzou wall in the baggage claim. Cool. Uh, it's going to be really nice. Uh, it's going to look great. It's going to have a couple monitors uh, up there. And uh, uh, 
they'll have University of Missouri up. They'll have additional seating right there that uh, that's sponsored by Mizzou. Yeah. And then, of course, you'll have the Mizzou fight song uh, when the belt turns on. Very so cool. We'll, we'll continue that. Yeah, that's great. That's Mike Parks. He is the uh, manager of Columbia Regional Airport. We're talking about the new terminal that's uh, supposed to open at the end of next month. Uh, we'll be back with some more details about additional flights that uh, might be coming in or going out of Columbia. All of that and more coming up on the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry visiting with Mike Parks. This is 93.9 PE. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with Mike Parks, who is the manager of the Columbia Regional Airport. Mike, uh, in the news this week, two studies, uh, two news uh, articles that might give you a little discomfort. One was from American Airlines saying that they were going to cut back um, their November flights by 17% nationwide. And then... um, a little bit more local story from Frontier Airlines saying that they were going to be cutting 50 flights out of St. Louis Lambert uh, to Florida. And so um, as you read these articles, you you figure out that what they're trying to do is sort of right size their schedule with the number of pilots they actually have access to. Yes. How will Columbia be affected by that? You know, the, the pilot shortage is challenging, and mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely not impacting, uh, you know, American or Frontier alone. I mean, it's impacting all the airlines and yeah. all the airports. And so, you know, Columbia is not immune to mm-hmm. that impact. Of course, we've been at five flights for quite some time now, uh, daily, with three to Dallas and two to Chicago. Uh, we would grow much quicker just based on the demand that we have here in Columbia. But due to this pilot shortage, of course, mm-hmm. it has impacted. With that said, uh, that the cutbacks that American did announce will impact Columbia just for a short period of time. So in November, uh, for a portion of November, they've actually reduced the schedule uh, by one to Dallas. And yeah. so we'll have two daily flights outbound to Dallas instead of three yeah. uh, for a portion in November. And then it goes right back up to the normal flights again. So right we're pretty lucky. So we're, we're pretty fortunate. Very fortunate. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, how many flights will we have in November uh, to Chicago a day? We'll still we'll continue two. Two, okay. Very good. We'll so it two. two to Chicago, two to uh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, and that's not all in November. Uh, that's just a portion of it. Yeah. And so, uh, but we'll continue having conversations with American. And uh, if anything changes to where we can get that flight back in, it would be great. Yeah. That's what it's looking at right so, now. Cutting one flight out, uh, does that leave us? Do we have enough capacity on the other flights to take care of everyone we were we were taking care of that just had to fly at a different time? It's going to be tough, you know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that we uh, capacity is an issue even today, even with five flights. Uh, just b- having enough seats for everybody that wants to fly, and, mm-hmm. and uh, so a reduction of one flight will have an impact on the number yeah. of people going out of Columbia. But it, you know, they've got a reduction in St. Louis, they have a reduction in Kansas City, and every other airport. And so with that, it's it's just more challenging today than than what it's going to be in the future when when things start looking a little better with the pilots. Yeah. Um, I know that you you don't like to slam your uh, the, the brotherhood of airport managers, but I uh, you know I really have been so disappointed in in St. Louis Lambert. It's just really uh, it is not a pleasant travel experience. Uh, Kansas City International is going through a major remodel um, and a, a kind of a big restructuring about the way that that I, I loved Kansas City International Airport because you could drive up and be. At your gate, uh, through security, uh, and on the other side of the wall within five minutes, you didn't have to walk down long hallways or terminals. Right. Um, what, 
when you kind of look at what those two airports are doing, how does that affect Columbia? You know, I think Columbia offers so much more in different ways, right? I mean, of course, you have that hometown feel. And so, you know, I, I've heard you know a couple of people have talked to me, you know, how is this going to change, you know, how things are done in Columbia with this new terminal? And it's really not, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be more efficient. You're going to have more room. You're going to have more amenities in your, when you're inside the terminal. But you're still going to have that, that small town feel of an airport. You're still going to have short security lines. There's still going to be a portion of, of free parking in the future. Uh, there's going to be a lot of amenities that are going to drive people to stay here in Columbia and fly out whether than that rather than use St. Louis or Kansas City. And mm-hmm. so I think that just those uh, comforts here at yeah. home are so much better than what you can get if you go to St. Louis and Kansas City that I don't know that we, we compare in different ways, I guess, to the larger airports. Yeah, It sounds like the um, uh, I'm not sure what the federal agency is that controls airports but uh, Put- Pete Buttigieg is, I know, the secretary of of, uh, of that. And it, it sounds like there's a real interest in holding the airline's feet to the fire in terms of that, that traveler experience. And I think that, you know, earlier in the year, there was a lot of frustration about canceled flights and, and uh, the long waits it would take uh, to, to uh, get on a plane and, and, and flights being canceled at the last minute, even sure. though the airlines probably knew they weren't going to have a pilot for that uh, that plane a couple of days in advance. But um, what is that going to have an impact on, on what happens here in Columbia? You know, I think that uh, the airlines customers are our customers and vice yeah. versa, right? So all all we can do here locally is is make sure that we do everything we can to make the customer's experience positive mm-hmm. and one that's memorable. And uh, we are starting to we're, – we're seeing improvements nationwide with on-flight schedules and yeah. so i think those those are looking better nationwide yeah. uh we have not had a lot of impacts here locally with any delays or cancellations of course there have been some impacts like like you normally would have with yeah. flights right yeah but uh at, you know as of today and in the future we're going to continue like i say just giving everyone the best possible experience uh that we can here in yeah. columbia and uh we'll get through this yeah. and, and things will look better in the future as, yeah. as we all know so when you ask people why they don't fly out of columbia or into columbia uh, uh, they they say, oh, you know, um, 15 years ago, my flight got canceled or uh, it's really so much more expensive. We can't afford to pay the differential. Um, that really hasn't been the case in the last few years. Do you want to talk a little bit about both of those issues, the the, the cost differential and, and uh, the reliability, the on time? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, reliability and on time is great in Columbia. Uh, you know, of course, if you have five flights and you have one canceled, yeah, that, that does seem 20%. more impactful. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but those who've had positive experience are a lot more than those who've had any type of negative experience in mm-hmm. the last several years. Yeah. Uh, the airline's done a great job. We have a wonderful uh, relationship with the airline. Mm-hmm. And so we continue having conversations about flight times and the needs of the community and in the entire region. And so with that, uh, when it comes to prices of flights, you know, uh, I always ask people, did you check the flights and did you compare? Because yeah. our time's worth something, right? And yeah. so being on the road, uh, of course, I-70 is not the safest place to be and spending mm-hmm. several hours out there uh, means a lot. Uh, free parking, of course, yeah. means a lot. And so all of those uh, thrown in, sometimes you don't even have to throw in free parking you don't have to throw in your time sometimes the airline prices are very similar here in columbia as what they are in st louis or kansas city and so 
ultimately, at the end of the day, if, if, if folks would maybe just look at the dates, uh, move around a little bit, you may be really pleasantly surprised in the prices here in Columbia and mm-hmm. what you can get at your hometown airport. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if you look at sort of the, and I think most airports have their sort of peak arrival and departure times. And, and you know, for, for Columbia, the, the peak departure time is at 6 o'clock, 7 yes. o'clock, 8 o'clock That's hour right. in the morning and, and uh, at, at some time in the evening, I guess. But, uh, you know, and St. Louis, I think, is that way, too. You know, you, you sort of uh, typically when you're trying to get back to Columbia uh, through St. Louis, uh, the flight maybe arrives at 8 o'clock or in the 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock hour. And so by the time you get your luggage and you find your car and you pay for parking and then you got that two hour drive home. I mean, it's really it's tough. It's tough. And, and so uh, if there's a hundred dollar price differential in the price of the ticket, it's probably worth it. You know, to to do it, and and oftentimes I've noticed that there's not that kind of differential. It's it's a little closer than you would think. It's it's much closer, and you yeah. know, at the you know, 15 minutes after you after you land, you're you're pulling into your driveway, right? And I yeah. mean, that that means a lot. And I would say if you're going on vacation or if you're going somewhere that you really want to go, maybe that drive in the beginning is not too big of a deal because you're excited. Right. Uh, yeah. But when you get done, yeah, yeah when you're home, it's, yeah. it's it, that's where it really makes the difference. Is we yeah. don't want to be home. I just so. drove 14 hours from Colorado, so I I can really relate to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the drive home is like. The drive out there is exciting, but That's uh, right. the drive home is a drag. <laughs> um, all right, so the, the big news uh, that uh, people want to hear about is uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, there was a lot of talk about uh, getting a flight from Columbia to Charlotte, yeah. uh, which would open us up to the southwest uh, part of the United States and, and really some uh, really good routes uh, to Europe uh, and beyond. Uh, tell us what the current status of that uh, project is. Sure. So, of course, we were awarded uh, the Small Community Air Source Development Grant. Uh, so we have a little more than $1 million available for the start of the service mm-hmm. uh, to Charlotte. Uh, we had a support letter from American Airlines for that. and uh, Still do, uh, right? Still do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we were well on track of, of starting that service. Of course, then yeah. COVID, everybody knows what happened then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not going away. It's mm-hmm. ultimately it's about the timing. And so, you know, like we talked about earlier, uh, pilot shortage, having aircraft available uh, is ultimately what it's all about. And mm-hmm. so, we are continuing to have conversations with uh, with American about the timing of that uh, route. Um, American also wants to start the route, but we have to make sure that we can successfully start the route before we do that. And so, yeah. ultimately, that's what the goal is. You never want to start a route unless you know that it's going to be successful. Uh, we wouldn't want to start this until we all know that it's it's ready to go but uh we're going to continue having the conversations when american feels like it's time yeah. uh, we are going to be ready so you expect that could be within the next year or two i do yeah, yeah. i think so uh it, it it didn't it doesn't look promising for this year of mm-hmm. course uh, right. it's a little bit too late this year but uh we're going to continue having conversations and hopefully uh w- w- we can maybe get the direction maybe next year american would consider starting that that twice daily service does the new terminal uh, make a more compelling case for airlines to take a look at Columbia, Missouri? Well, we've had a lot of improvements at the airport, and so mm-hmm. when we have conversations, uh, when Stacy Button and I talk to the airlines in, in Phoenix, we, we talk to the airlines every year, mm-hmm. uh, it's much easier to have the conversations when we talk about this new and improved length and runway, yep. of course. We did 900-foot extension, yeah. uh, and, and so that allows many more aircraft to be able to take off and land in Columbia, and then, of course, the new facility, and so I talked about you know our customers or Americans and vice versa. Uh, they want their customers to have a nice atmosphere as well, and mm-hmm. so it's a 
win-win. And so when we have those conversations, it's really nice to be able to show them this nice new facility uh, that the customers are going to be using because that, that really starts a positive experience onto their flight. Yeah. And they like to see that as well. I'm going to put you on the spot because you probably don't have these files with you. But uh, uh, I know that over time you have kept track of, of what the uh, final destination is for people traveling through Columbia Regional Airport. Sure. Uh, can you recall off the top of your mind, where are the cities that people that fly through Columbia Regional Airport, where are they ending up? What are the most common cities? So, of course, we get uh, a lot to the east, out to D.C., okay. uh, Phoenix, Orlando, um, or some of the, the top spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas is another popular one. Wow. And so we use those destinations, of course, when we have conversations with either low-cost carriers or additional uh, majors. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they have all that data as well. But uh, those are the those are the types of destinations that we talk to those airlines about uh, in, in our pitch of the community, right, or yeah. the region to that airline. Yeah. So it makes the conversations much easier when you yeah. see the numbers that are flying to those areas. Yeah. What what uh, keeps an Allegiant airline? I, it seems like at one point, Allegiant either was coming or they came to Columbia uh, and, and something happened. I don't remember the history on it, but what keeps somebody like, uh, you know, Allegiant is currently flying out of Belleville, Illinois to, uh, you know, popular destinations in the Southwest and, and to Vegas. Uh, what, uh, what keeps an airline from that uh, giving a look, uh, full, a full consideration of Columbia? Well, I think we have, a, uh, we have, let's say many options now uh, mm-hmm. that we're having conversations with. And yeah. so just in the last three months, we've had three separate meetings with follow-ups yeah. uh, from the meeting in March. And so uh, I, I think that we, we definitely have a promising future in mm-hmm. future airline service here in Columbia. Yeah. Not just additional flights with American, but also other p- uh, possibilities here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in regards to Allegiant, you know, we had Frontier in, in 2012, 2013 timeframe. Hmm. Uh, Frontier did very well. I, you know, I always say that I saw more Mickey Mouse hats go through that airport during that time frame than ever. <laughs> I guess I forgot about Frontier yeah, flying yeah. through here. Yeah. It was okay. great. You know, yeah. it was a low cost carrier and, and people absolutely loved it. Of course, right after they came in, they announced they were leaving because they had a business uh, plan change and mm-hmm. so it was really hard to get that off uh, off to a good run and start but it did great while it was here for the short period of time oh, okay. and so that's another way that you know we talk to talk to these low-cost carriers and say hey we we've, we've had success in the in the past mm-hmm. and we know we'll have it in the future and so we're going to keep working really hard on uh, um, trying to get one of these airlines in here and mm-hmm. I think people would absolutely love it more options so uh when we uh, worked hard to lure American Airlines to begin daily service to Dallas and Chicago, uh, it hurt the feelings of Delta Airlines, and they left. Uh, any concern that we're going to hurt American Airlines' feelings if another airport comes here? No, I think that's a great question. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful relationship with American Airlines, and mm-hmm. I, I can't can't say that enough, right? I have conversations with them regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also understand the needs of mid-Missouri. We would have more flights today uh, if we had more pilots available, and, and, and there's no doubt. And it's mm-hmm. ultimately just working through the bugs of this. But uh, we'll continue having a great relationship with American. Uh, we're really open with them about the needs, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're open with us about their resources and what they have available. And yeah. so we'll continue working very well with them, uh, even if uh, additional service would be, be announced for Columbia. Good. Uh, we are visiting with Mike Parks, who is the manager of Columbia Regional Airport, and we've been talking about uh, the new flight to Charlotte that uh, uh, could be coming to Columbia, Missouri at, at some point in the next couple of years. Uh, we're also talking about the new airport, which is expected to be complete next month, uh, the new terminal, and so we're all excited about that. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk a little bit more about the new terminal and uh, kind of um, about what needs to happen before the doors are finally open, and, and what's the future of Columbia Regional Airport? What can we 
expect in terms of capacity down the road. All of that and more coming up on the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry with Mike Parks. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. We are visiting with Mike Parks, who is the manager of Columbia Regional Airport. And, of course, we have a new airport terminal opening up at the end of next month. And uh, we talked a little bit in the last segment about this, uh, the possibility of this new flight to Charlotte, which sounds like it's going to happen. It just so uh, the timing may be a little bit in question. But uh, I... Um, uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, sort of the the final things that have to happen before the terminal opens. So as you sure. as you look at the building today, um, what uh, what are some of the pieces that have to come together before you're able to open the doors? When you walk in, of course, there's uh, it looks almost done, mm-hmm. and you think, "Gosh, we could open this any time." And of course, yeah. there's just uh, there's a lot of details left, and so there's a lot of wood type trim uh, okay. that's going to be installed. Yeah, uh, there's stainless steel wraps uh, that'll go around some of the beams that'll okay. go in there. Uh, if you notice, uh, when you go by, there's still kind of plywood up in the top upper windows. Mm. And so the reason for that is, is that's actually fritted glass that'll go in those areas. And so that glass is a little bit, it's taken a little bit longer to get that than just the normal glass is. Mm -hmm. And so we anticipate, uh, that glass will be, I think maybe arriving today, right? Okay. And and, and they're going to start getting shipments in. Yeah. Uh, they'll be installing that weekly. Uh, through the end of the project. Yeah. So that's all that upper story glass that's mm-hmm. around the top. And so they'll be completing that. Talk about the restrooms because right now the restrooms at Columbia Regional would remind you of one of the rest areas on I-70. <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it may be a little extreme, but it's not too far off. Sure. You know, you, it's just touching a door, right? Yeah. And so having to open up a door, and yeah. and, and again, germs, AD, germs, germs. ADA friendliness. Yeah. Uh, it's just not there, and so yeah. I, I can't. I really can't stress that enough. Throughout the whole terminal, it's not. We're not just ADA accessible. It's all about it being ADA friendly, and mm-hmm. we want to be able to have everybody use the the terminal. And so these bathrooms have large stalls. Uh, they're open, so you don't open up a door when you walk in. Mm-hmm. It's but there are larger. doors on the stalls, though, right? Uh, yes, yeah, okay, that's correct. Thank yes. you. Good. Yeah. And uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of room, and so mm-hmm. uh, they're much larger. We've got, uh, of course, I mentioned before, one bathroom in the in the sterile area now. Yeah. And, uh, Gosh, that, that makes it really challenging, and especially as we continue to have more passengers. And so the sterile side is going to have just as large a bathrooms. And from a maintenance perspective, uh, our current terminal, we have a lot of maintenance issues that are hard to fix and, yep. and you know covered up in concrete, where this terminal is designed in a way for our maintenance staff to be able to get in behind the wall, make any repairs to the to the uh, bathrooms that they might need. And a lot of us don't think of those kind of things, but the, the new terminal is really designed to be very maintenance-friendly and make sure that we can keep up on these things. Yeah. I want to go back to a topic we talked about earlier, and that was sort of the service animals. And and, and in my mind, I'm not a – I mean, I – I'm, I realize this is a reflection on my character, but I'm not a huge dog person. You know what I mean? And we have a dog at home, and uh, we peacefully coexist. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, 
I don't like sitting in a restaurant next to a service animal. I don't want to sit on an airplane next to a service animal. Um, and so I'm wondering, is it harder these days to get a certificate that certifies a service animal or is it easier to get a medical marijuana card? Uh, I, I'm just, I don't think it's very hard to get either one of those. What, what, as you talk to your peers in the airline industry, What's the talk about these service animals? So we haven't had any issues here locally. Okay. Uh, we've had a lot of great uh, training. So we also assist a, a local organization that does animal service uh, or service animal training. Yeah. And so with that, they bring it in during non-screening hours, and they they expose the dog to you know the environment, people, and the environment, mm-hmm. TSA screening, and so forth. And so we do a lot of that to where w- when the dogs come through, uh, they're they're used to it, and they're not going to be afraid. And so they they've been exposed to this type of thing and maybe Mm -hmm. even the aircraft and so uh with that said i've only had really positive experiences uh with people coming through the airport Mm -hmm. and you know we've got a couple people here locally that do fly once in a while with their animal and uh they're really good about sometimes they even come out maybe a week in advance to say i just want to just want to make sure that that the dog is ready right and and comfortable and so uh and also kind of give them some familiarity with the area and so we we try to help them and and uh make it a positive experience you know not not just for them but for for you as well right you want to make this a positive experience for everyone and yeah and i think you're going to see of course in this uh i know you're going to see in this new terminal that the the sterile area is so much larger that uh you're not packed in like like you are in the current terminal and so it's going to be great uh so if i'm flying with my pet emu uh is the emu going to ride in the cabin or is it going to be do the planes that fly in out of Columbia do they have the capacity to have animals in the in the cargo hall? During certain temperatures or during certain weather, I think there's restrictions, and okay. I'd, have to, I'd have to. I don't know what the the, the specific or specifications are on that. Yeah. But during certain times of year, they they aren't able to put animals in the in the cargo area just because of the extreme temperatures. Right. Okay. Mike, one of the things I want to ask you about is uh, when you are looking at sort of the future of Columbia Regional Airport. Um, what 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 are the possibilities? I mean, you're, you're, we're going to kind of uh, increase our capacity in some respects. Uh, we're not overbuilding. Uh, I think that uh, uh, so I really like to hear your, your thoughts about how much more can we accommodate uh, with our current design and in terms of capacity? Can we add another 20 percent, 30 percent? What do you think? No, that's a really good question. You know, of course, in uh, 2019, going back in historical numbers, we had 132,000 passengers fly out of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't always comfortable. Right. If people remember we had <laughs> we had four flights in 41 minutes in yeah. the morning, and, and I'll yeah. never forget. You know, it's it's a good feeling seeing all the people, but it's yeah. not a good feeling to see all the people at once. That's and, right. And uh, so those long lines, and so you know. It, our terminal now that's that's being built is definitely built for future expansion and something just as simple as a, an additional screening lane and so of course the old terminal there's no room for additional screening mm-hmm. uh, the new terminal will have um, extra room on the right hand side and so we'll have two screening lanes on opening day oh you will uh, okay yeah, it, I did it, not know that it'll okay. be uh, it'll be enough room on the right hand side of that to continue expanding the TSA screening and mm. so with that uh, there there's plenty of uh, uh, opportunity for growth for TSA, which will keep people moving. And also, you know, one of the choke points of screening is at the end of the line. And so uh, you go through screening, your your shoes are off, your belt's off, and you try to have to recover uh, if you're not a pre-check. And so that's where people really start backing up. And of course, in the new terminal, there's a lot uh, of 
extra room behind screening. And so people will have adequate room to put their shoes on and it won't back the lines up. And so with that said, I mean, it'll keep people moving pretty quickly through the terminal. And so I think that's going to help a lot with uh, capacity concerns yeah. uh, with multiple airlines. Yeah. But with that, you know, we have uh, three passenger boarding bridges and uh, we have a, a, a gate number three does not have a passenger boarding bridge. However, we intend to put one there um, here probably in the next two to three years. So what, what are the gate numbers if you have three bridges and uh, gate number three doesn't have one? That's exactly right. So uh, you start at the right-hand side mm-hmm. uh, or the south side of the, the sterile area is gate one. And that's yeah. where American Airlines is going to be primary. Uh, most of their operations will be at gate one. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to two, three, and four. So it starts at the right if you're coming into the sterile area, mm-hmm. goes to the left down to gate four. Gate four does have a passenger boarding bridge oh, on the north end of the So terminal. you're just allowing some extra room uh, between exactly two right. and four. Okay. Number two can uh, pivot between two airplanes. And so oh. gate two is going to be able to serve two aircraft, oh. uh, even though gate three doesn't have a, a passenger boarding bridge. Oh, so, I see. That makes sense. You know, with that, uh, I don't have a, a specific number of chairs that are going to be in the sterile area, but there, there's a, it's it's large. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of room in there. And so, you know, looking at at, at the future and, and what the possibilities are, um you know, I don't have a number in mind, yeah. but uh, we have a lot of capacity available uh, for future growth, mm-hmm. and so I know that we're we're we don't have to worry about that for many years to come. Yeah. So there's uh, uh, there's room for the people who bring the uh, largest carry on they can possibly squeeze into the hall, plus uh, a very large uh, carry on, uh, you know, a backpack or something, and they'll set one on their left side of the seat and one on their right side. Of the, so, so they're essentially taking up three seats in the waiting area. So there's plenty of room for those kind of people, right? There's plenty of room, and you'll be able to plug in your phone while you're out there. Oh, good. So you <laughs> know, trip on that, and don't forget your dog, of course, or your <laughs> Your emu, whatever you're, whatever you're taking with you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the history of employments because I think that's very impressive. If you really, if you have any doubt about a need for an airport in Mid Missouri that services uh, a wide region, how many counties would you say you service? For we your, have in our catchment area, we have about seventeen counties. Seventeen counties, yes. and so, but primarily Columbia, Jefferson City. Um, Talk about the history of employments. I think that's pretty impressive. Right. So, uh, you know, I get the numbers all the way back to 2007 uh, is is primarily what's important. And we go up to 2019. I think those are really the accurate numbers of where Columbia was going before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were under 10,000 passengers flying out in 2007. For in, the whole year. For the entire year. Yeah. And, uh, and then you jump up 10 years. What happens? We jump up 10 years. And, and in 2019, we were, we were at 130,000 people flying out. Per, yeah, for the year. For the year. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and so, so if I were smarter, I could do the math. But it's over 10. It's, we, were, we were getting in one month more than we were getting in one year. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So we were at 13. 15,500 in a month uh, in 2019. Yeah. And you're right, 9,000 people in a year in 2007. And so, you know, with that, uh, a lot of that came just from uh, the support of the community. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about, you know, the people were, were talking about the ticket prices It's in, in, in started comparing and seeing what great service they were receiving in Columbia, the great prices they were receiving in Columbia, and they were close to home. And so mm-hmm. everyone got behind that. Of course, American Airlines coming in and got behind that. And uh, w- w- we excelled from that yeah. point forward. So, what does the cargo operation uh, look like out there right now? I know that uh, Amazon has just opened a distribution center yes. at uh, the new technology park there with Cartwright. Um, any of that stuff traveling by air? No, you know, as of right now, uh, Amazon is not uh, shipping anything cargo related through mm-hmm. the airport. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll continue to to keep our ears open if, yeah. if they need have any cargo needs. Of course, yeah. our runway is definitely substantial enough to, mm-hmm. to handle any cargo operations. 
and we used to have it, right? We used yeah. to have uh, DHL Airborne Express at the airport, and so we look forward to any conversations about that. Uh, we do have a small amount of cargo now, um, a, a very small amount through Americans. Uh, uh, no, through private. Okay. Uh, private aircraft will yeah. come in with cargo. And so with that said, uh, we look forward to opportunities in the future, though, to, to grow that portion of the, the service. Yeah. Um, when you think about um, uh, the post office, they're not really using it for air as well, though That's they're right. a tenant out there. Mm-hmm. Um and so, well, tell me about the FBOs out there. Is there more than one FBO at Columbia Regional Airport? We have one FBO. Okay. And, and of course, it's a fixed base operator. Right. And that's Columbia Jet Center. Uh, Columbia Jet Center is, as you know, it's just a, uh, a full service station for anyone with general aviation, uh, and the commercial aircraft. And so they don't just fuel general aviation. They also take care of our commercial aircraft for fueling needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have a, a, a sub, um, leasee in there that's Blackhawk. Um, yeah. I noticed they're, they're big logo on the side of the yep. building i didn't know if columbia jet center had changed their name what does blackhawk do blackhawk does all of the avionics and the mechanic work at the airport on the airplanes uh, for, the, for the private airplanes jet center. that's okay. exactly right hmm. and so that's a great service you know of course they bring in people nationwide i mean yeah. they, they've offered the community a, a, a great service they have aircraft fly in from all over and uh they do that work and so yeah. they're they're very well known we're we're very fortunate to have them here and can they work on the american jets they don't actually i'm, I'm <laughs> no that's a great question i'm, I'm working with them now uh, yeah. having conversations with american about if there's some sort of a, a mechanical you know we're yeah. working together blackhawks uh really open to the idea that mm-hmm. you know in the future they could they could possibly check off some some minor yeah, things that need to absolutely. be checked off so mike parks great to have you on the show this weekend congratulations on your success at the uh, the you. new airport terminal that'll be opening up next month uh lots of exciting things happening at the airport uh, appreciate you being with us thank you this is fred perry signing off for another edition of the ceo rental we'll see you next uh, weekend uh, right here on 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.